bikes, brotherhood, bullets and booties. This episode is truly chaotic. From biker bosses making side deals to baby surgeons fixing booty holes, the multiple hit squads and lots of bodies going in holes. Uh, it's the fallout episode from Agent Cone, the failed hit on Clay by the Mayans, and it's all absolute chaos. Hi, and welcome to Belated Binge Sons of Anarchy, the re-binge podcast that doesn't take itself or the show too seriously. I'm Zach, your host, revisiting some of the most iconic series in recent memory that I nearly missed out on, and thank God I didn't. And today, I have my first guest along for the ride as we continue our binge of Season 1 with Episode 9, Hell Followed. The Belated Binge Podcast. Before we get into it, there will be spoilers. Obviously. There will also be adult language and situations. Earmuff the children. Shout out to Katie holding down the bonus binge squad. More on Patreon later. Before we jump in, I'd like to introduce my first, count them, one ever guest on the Sons of Anarchy binge. It's Mick Tuggy from like seven different podcasts you do. I don't, you can do the lineup. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, I, I kind of overextended myself a little bit when I started it. Um, I'm Mick Tuggy. I, uh, the host of uh, Tuggy's Top 10 podcast, uh, where I talk about my all time top 10 favorite movies. And then, and also 35 years of movies where me and my brother uh, talk about the number one movie from each year uh, from 1986 to 2021. And then I do uh, Daddy and Daughter Time with my daughter, where we just sit down and talk about whatever she wants to talk about. And then I have Tuggy Talk 2.0, which is just basically just me sitting down with a guest BSing about whatever. <laughs> and it's a little bit. And, yeah. I think most of that's available on the same feed, right? Yes, I put yeah, that's all available on the same feed. The only one uh, that isn't on the Spotify feed is the one I started with my sister called uh, Coco and McTuggy's Pot of Horror, which we have a, uh, our first video that's going to be strictly YouTube. Uh, that's up. We talk about uh, the Ginger Dead Man, which is a Gary Busey classic, I guess. Right. <laughs> it's an early movie. It's right. early. <laughs> All right. So what's your what's your tie to Sons of Anarchy? What's your like mini SOA story? Uh so I had heard about this show um and I didn't really jump on it the first like I want to say the first couple seasons. Hmm. And then I had uh I was going through my Facebook page one day and I saw a couple buddies talking about it and one of the posts was oh my god Jax is going to fucking kill somebody <laughs> and it was talking to the ending of season two which you haven't got oh. to yet in your, in your series yet but that ending yeah, oh it is going into season three like I was like okay what's this about I gotta check it out um so I I think this is back when Netflix still had uh discs um, oh, so I I ordered the first couple discs off of Netflix and sat down with my parents and watched it and I had to immediately get the rest of it and finish up season one. And from there it was like anything I could do to catch up. And then, so from there I got up to about season three had just ended and I was waiting every mm. week for season four on. So, you know, the best thing about being super late to everything that's good is that it's already out. 
you get to yeah. manage it. <laughs> exactly. And that's, you know, that's how I felt the first three seasons. I was like, yes. And then I was like, oh God, I gotta wait a fucking week every time now. Yeah. Damn. At least it was only a week. Well, at least. Yeah. Except for in between well, seasons, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I have the, I have the Harry Potter binge going on, on this same feed. And I talk to people that like grew up in that and they're like, we had to wait like three years between books. And I'm like, <laughs> that's. That yeah, that's rough. rough. That would hurt. Yeah, uh, <laughs> two of those. Yeah, two of those movies are going to be coming up on uh, thirty-five years, actually. Oh, the nice. very first. Yeah, it'll be my first time ever watching Harry Potter, so that'll oh. be interesting. Yeah, we got the first movie coming up, and I believe it's the very last one, Deathly Hollows Part Two. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the final in the book. Oh. Okay, so yeah, that's it'll the be last weird. One of the Harry Potter. Series. Right. Yeah. There's uh, Fantastic Beasts and all that other one stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so it'll be interesting watching it from the first and then watching the very last, nice. <laughs> you know? So yeah. Nice. So that'll, that'll yeah. be fun. No, that'll be good. I, um, I haven't done, I haven't done the movies on this podcast. I did jump on when I concluded the first book, uh, got uh-huh. through all the chapters. I jumped on with a, uh, a father son podcast when they reviewed the first movie. Uh, and, right. I, and we did, I did like a, uh, I like posted it on this feed uh, and stuff like that too. But um, yeah, cool. I haven't, I haven't got to do a lot with the movies yet. Um, well, so. I mean, coming <laughs> down, down the road, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. coming down the road, bro, you're more than welcome to jump on them episodes too. And SOA is going to be getting an episode of season two of Tuggy soft in podcast when I do my favorite TV shows. So I'm in, let's do it. Let's do uh, it. More content. Love it. All right. So this episode is, Hell followed, which is a, an adequate title. Uh, but before we Very do well it, titled. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> before we do it, I want to do the thing that I've been trying to do with all of these, and it's getting harder and harder. And I can't imagine once I get into some of those later seasons how the hell I'm going to pull this off. But uh, for now, <laughs> I'm going to try to introduce each episode as if they were a romantic comedy. Let's do it. Uh, yes, I love these. <clears throat> Love is hard. Loving through murder, an overzealous mother, and bullet holes and booties? Almost impossible, especially for a young doctor with a promising career to live for. But the heart wants what the heart wants. I mean, have you seen those abs? Let's jump in to episode nine, Hell Followed, (laughs) which opens up on a car, which doesn't happen very often in this show. This is Jack's cleaning up the mess, and it's a crack of dawn disposing of a body, which is, I mean, that's how I started my morning, is that what you did this morning? I dumped dumped two of them today before we even did this thing, so. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And later in the episode. nothing. (laughs) Right. Later in the episode, we're going to burn one. So here's the thing that I want to mm-hmm. see if we can figure out throughout the uh, the full experience for Sons of Anarchy. What criteria does it have to reach for a burning or a bury? That's a good point. <laughs> uh, that's a very good point because there are certain times where you see him just drop him in a hole, and then, and even then, that you know that extends to the question: put him six, you know don't put them too deep without a mark or put a marker on it or bury them deep. No marker. Like, yeah. <laughs> where, like, where's the difference in that? You know? Yeah. It's like, there's a qualification process. They got to like fill out paperwork. All right. What does this kill me? Okay. That goes in the shallow graves over there. Where does yeah, this, yeah, we might next? need them <laughs> <laughs> next. 
app app <laughs> that part makes sense to me right like the shallow grave market make sure we can get to it in case we need it aka right. this might come back up later in the show but if murdering a federal agent doesn't qualify as burn this and make sure no one ever finds him why does some yeah. random hit qualify <laughs> that's a good point too yeah exactly um this i actually i mean that keeps me up at night that's fair <laughs> um yeah so like he I, I i noticed i have it on my notes i was like so jack's using tara's car to dump cohen's body and then when it gets to the you know the, the scene of her sitting in there she's you'll get to where she pukes and all that she notices blood on this on the uh, bathroom floor still. Mm -hmm. I really hope Jax cleaned up her car real well or wrapped that body <laughs> like super good because he's gonna have to do some serious Clorox to that shit, you know. I mean, these are mechanics, right? So we're just gonna replace the carpet. It's fine. It's That's fine. fair. Yeah, it's they fine. probably just yeah, very good point. <laughs> hey lol I, we need a new carpet yeah. <laughs> lol we need to care about you again come come yeah, replace right. this carpet <laughs> yeah exactly uh, it, she's not taking it well uh she, no. she pretty much vomits on her toothbrush which is yep. there's a joke in there somewhere uh that i hearken back sure. to an old comedian that i just can't for the life of me remember so i can't really do the bit but it had to do with the size of certain objects and uh, a certain woman that he knew that gagged on her toothbrush but could perform a different act uh without any issues and that's Fair. what always reminds <laughs> me in this particular scene yeah no that's a good one uh, yeah i put that like yeah she uh She's just not having it. She's thinking about it. And like I said, once she sees that blood on the floor, it's just all over her toothbrush. I'm like, yep, throw that bitch away. Go buy a new one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we haven't gotten to oral bees yet in whatever year this is taking place in. So yeah, they're, they're pretty yeah, cheap. right. Yeah, um, exactly. I imagine it's a natural reaction, though, given what she was I, just through I've in the past like 12 hours. Right. I've heard the say I've heard the saying that, you know, your first kill, you usually puke. I mean, granted, she didn't kill it, but kill yeah. him, Cohen, but she was there, and that's a pretty terrifying thing to see your man just pop a dude in the fucking head right, right in your bedroom, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and nobody heard anything, also, oh, by yeah. the way. And, that, and, I, and you gotta imagine Tara lives in, like, a decent neighborhood in Charming. She has like, neighbors. Somebody, yeah, somebody's gonna report that fucking gunshot, like, or both, actually, because she shoots him in the fucking gut. Yeah, we've got a lot of screaming. We've got multiple gunshots. Nothing. Nobody hears yeah. anything. And that's you know, a theme in the Sons of Anarchy, in the Sutterverse yeah. in general. You have to <laughs> suspend disbelief and you just really imagine, let, imagine everybody's wearing earmuffs pretty much at all yeah. times. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, that's fair. I caught. Yeah, I caught him. I caught myself on rewatches going like, God, the paperwork that the people are having to do and like all the crime scene people going through like, oh my God, nine, <laughs> nine niners are dead or three Mayans are dead over here or whatever, whatever, you know, it's like, oh my God, holy shit. How can we Charming not figure is, out who's doing this? <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it can't clearly be the outlaw motorcycle club in our town, but mm -mm. Mm -mm. whatever. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so apparently speaking of that uh, outlaw club, uh, they and Gemma are all freaking out because this grown-ass tough biker man missed curfew and isn't picking up his phone 
I imagine he just he he didn't get a chance to update his voicemail to sorry I missed your call. I'm currently murdering a federal agent and <laughs> need to throw him in a hole. Please leave a message after the gunshot. <laughs> yeah, I don't imagine he had a uh, very much time to. He's probably at this point he's still processing it when he's burning oh, yeah. Cohen's body. I'm sure. Like we'll see we'll see later on when he talks to Tara in the hospital. Like this is rough for him even yeah this so. is heavy very heavy yeah very I, very heavy but i do imagine that if anyone in this clubhouse was that concerned for his safety no one thought to drive by jax's house or tara's house like right no like well, we called him but he's not picking up his cell phone and okay so you're not going to send hope hope's not like hey i'll go out and drive by i'll go here and no nope. how big is this town it takes yeah. like five it, minutes to get anywhere it can't be very big at all like i don't think like i come from a small town uh that's like 3400 people i imagine I this is 34 and people that's what i'm saying i imagine charming's even smaller than that and my town has one fucking headlight or uh excuse me traffic light in the whole fucking city so yeah. like yeah, Charming can't be too big, so, like, nope. everybody knows everybody type deal. Yep, it would be really, really difficult to go check two driveways and see his bike in one of them. Yeah, extremely difficult. It couldn't take tough. more than a five-minute drive, you know, ride over on the bike. But they eventually do show up, though. They do. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to get to the point where logic yep. actually comes into the episode right. for a minute. Exactly. For yeah, a minute. For a second. Right now, we're, we're far, far from logic because Chibs is still working on our new IRA friend and Unser stops by uh, for a visit. <laughs> oh, yes. I love this part. Uh, I'm a let's fan see. of this conversation, particularly for the sports analogies. I just, I love this. You know, last time I checked, you're rooting for the home team. This this yeah. exchange yeah. brings me a lot of joy. Yeah, I, yeah, I like it. I, one thing I put on a note is like as soon as Unser comes in and talks about the hit on Darby and shit, what's Gemma do? Walks right up to Clay and goes, Was this us? <laughs> as if you're a member of the club. Yeah. She and you see it throughout the rest of the series. She has such an influence on this club. It is insane. Doing yeah. research on real clubs? Mm. No. Nope, that, that, that's not how it nope. goes uh, based on nope. any anything that I've consumed from the real uh, outlaw yeah. MC world. I have zero firsthand. Uh, I, I feel like I, I have to give that disclaimer on a lot of these episodes uh, because I do ride a motorcycle, but I do not wear a cut. Um, right, right. And, yeah, no, I, I I don't even ride a motorcycle. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I can, I'm, I will say I have hung out with a couple clubs at a barbecue one time that I was invited to. This guy I worked with it. Uh, mm -hmm. But no, I, I got to go in and hang out in their clubhouse and whatnot. And yeah. at first it was extremely intimidating. Uh, but once I got in there, it was actually, I could feel the brotherhood type deal. Yeah. yeah, they were all super chill when we went there. And when I first got there before I, uh, the, the, my friend that uh, invited me over, he goes, when you walk in the door, there's a pillar. And he's like, on that pillar, there is a set of rules, six of them. Read them, abide by them, won't be any problems. You'll have a good time. Yeah. That's so I was like, all right, I walked in there. Oh, that's easy. Yeah. 
pretty yeah, basic shit. Don't be an asshole. Like, right, if like, you're told to leave, get the fuck out. Like, yeah, yeah. It's so. it's a very it's a very respect driven culture from the little bit that I know. And as long as you are doing that, then you're not gonna have an issue. Yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, yeah. anyway, and Chibs has found the bullet from yep. the guy's and, ass, and it's and he pulls. Oh my, it's a mess. It is Cameron's not looking like he's having fun whatsoever. No. So, yeah, and when he pulled when when Chibs pulls that bullet out, that fucking yeah. blood spray. <laughs> yeah, not Damn, for the yo. not for the queasy. This this no. episode's not for the queasy. But thankfully, yeah, Juice no. has small figures. Right. Shoves a finger. <laughs> Chibs grabs his hand and just right up in there and just ah, hold it. Back. Okay. <laughs> and this of all things this is what sends Gemma into Axon Jackson mode and finally right. finally doing something logical going to Terra's to find Jackson Terra like maybe that's right. where they are oh they might be over there the one place we didn't look or attempt to call like yeah. I imagine she's probably got Terra's number somebody does uh, Tig yeah. <laughs> is her escort with a very well-timed escort joke. Very well. Oh God, I love that. <laughs> why do you do? Why do? You, why do you do this to me? And she slams into the things. This is why I beat hookers. I wrote that line. It's <laughs> one of my favorite. As much as I hate Tig throughout this first like season, for sure. Oh, so much, so much. He's got he's got some good good lines, and this is one of them. <laughs> yeah, he's got some zingers. I, just, I like uh, I like him and Jax in the uh, hospital. When he yeah. like, runs up to the nurses and just like pulls his ass, like, <laughs> shows him his ass. So I said, funny. I said, I said, I said uh, distract him, not scare him or scar yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ridiculous. Um, so now we're getting the disappointed mom speech and the hard ass mm-hmm. Tig act and all of that. And Jax doesn't have time for dealing with this this nonsense. No. And I don't have time for it either. Like this scene just annoys the ever loving shit out of me every time I see it. Yeah, because it's it, again, it's like it's setting up like the beef between Jax and Tig. Like Tig's, you know, earlier in the other episodes, he said he told Clay, like I don't believe he's going to be able to do it. Whatever, blah blah blah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was earlier, right? We haven't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. So yeah, I mean, he's obviously, and, and the thing about this is too is like. He says he steps on his bike and he tells him not to forget his first priority. But at the same time, it's like, dude, recognize your rank. Yeah, you're just Sergeant at Arms. He's your VP. Yeah, there's there's definitely some of that that like I think. And here's the thing that I don't know as well, um, and I'm not going to pretend to know, but. Mm-hmm. These are the two roles that sit at the immediate right and left of the president. What I don't know is when it comes to like how, how, uh, what is that relationship between those two? If it came down to the two of them, I imagine VP does take precedent in those moments, right? but by how much like how you know what i mean that's like, a good point yeah, that's totally a good point know. right because i mean yeah to. yeah same i could i couldn't even i could speculate 
all yeah. fucking day until I'm blue in the face. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I do, I, to a certain extent, I wonder how close they are and they are just different roles with a different skill set for the individuals yeah. who said roles. Um, it could, I don't know. That could, yeah, exactly. It could be. And um, I did do a while ago, I did a bunch of back, back research on the characters and I know Tig patched before Jax did. Oh yeah. Cause he's one of the older, cause he's older than Jax and all that. So mm. it's like how long I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's I am tough one to think about. Yeah. Yeah, I always imagine Tig kind of coming in with like the Bobby era. I was thinking, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you got you know you got the OGs, Clay and uh, Piney, yeah, who were you know the last they two, were first or, nine, first nine, and all that. And then mm-hmm. I imagine Bobby and Tig and Chibs all came later. Yeah. So, and then Opie and Jacks are obviously like the new generation of the club. So. Yeah, yeah, and then they've and then they've got their newbies. Because like Juice was right. a Jax prospect, Juice. and yeah, uh, and yeah, he was Jax's. Uh, yeah, because mm-hmm. Jax sponsored him, and then uh, I want to say he was the most recently patched. Yeah, as the show started. Yeah, because they have you know they got half sack for the new prospect and all that. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so what happens next? Oh yeah, credits. Uh, and this is where I sidebar. I'm obviously getting old when my Hulu ads start with an ED medication. Just throwing that out for everyone. Bro, I see them all the fucking time when I'm scrolling through Facebook. I'm like, I'm only 37. Fuck it's off. Tough. It's, it's tough. It's it's either keep your hair or, hey, does your dick work? Uh, it's really right? hard to be. You need a blue chew or do you want some hymns? <laughs> yeah, this, it's, it's tough. The struggle is real. I know, I know we're supposed to uh, – age with grace and get salt and pepper and all of that. But right now we're just getting peppered in the face with like, something is not working anymore. You should fix that. <laughs> Anyways, yep. let's jump into the police station. Uh, this is where yes. Darby's telling Hale uh, the same thing that Clay told Unser that the Mayans tried to kill him, not Sam Crow. And he goes, a, yep. let's call it a little too far with uh, his trying to, yeah. Get Hale to yeah. You, you just get yeah. a bunch of cops. That's just not okay. No, I mean, a little frowned upon. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't quite remember exactly what uh, Hale says to him, but yeah, Darby straight up fucking hauls off and socks him. <laughs> and I love that shot from the back of the cell in the like you're in the police office area, but you see Hale just fucking fly back <laughs> and hit the wall and be like, "Motherfucker!" Like three other cops run in there, and <laughs> what he says to Unser when he goes are you okay? He goes, yeah, son of a bitch just got to jump on me <laughs> or something like got to drop on me or caught me off guard or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's funny because it does, it definitely seems like an escalation because, and I mean, Hale's a smug bastard about it. Cause I think the line that he says is something like, we'll, we'll look into your allegations and that's what it was. Yeah. But, He's like, we'll look into it or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, still that's, to go from telling your story to, punching a cop in the face and then Unser, who knew he still had a punch left in him yeah i love that line so much as they're dragging darby out and darby's <laughs> talking shit about his wife and he goes you know i'm married to a brown skin woman right he goes oh yeah wham fucking hits him real good and he goes okay just, just making checking. sure <laughs> yeah, just making sure God, oh good shit i love that Unser hasn't done anything as a cop but he did manage to punch darby which is great 
Hey, and Darby's a Nazi, so Darby's the worst. Who cares? I really, really hate Darby's character so much. I fucking, so, I fucking so much. hate Darby. I uh, do too. Are... He's such a fucking dog shit. Even they, they try, they try to redeem him in the end, but whatever. It's he's garbage. Yeah, yeah, he is. I wish one of those bullets would have landed at literally any point. I really do. It's yeah, it sucks that Asai botched that fucking hit, but you know that won't come back later. So yeah, <laughs> no, new, not at all. Our new friend wakes up with Juice's finger in his ass, which is. This is this is the comedic genius of this show in these early seasons. Mm-hmm. Like this stuff is obviously it's geared toward a certain audience, but when you fall within that yeah. audience, it's hilarious. It's so good. Where's your hand? Uh, in your ass. <laughs> you got your finger in my. Well, not in your ass because that would be gay. More like in your butt, which. I guess it's still gay. <laughs> Fucking shoes. I guess we should throw out the caveat. This was what mid, I guess, two thousand nine or something. Yeah. Uh, so certain, yeah. <laughs> certain language on this show uh, doesn't pass the twenty twenty three smell check. <laughs> no, there's a lot of shit they say in this series. Oh my like, gosh, they would so not get away with it. It, it just. Poor Juice, dude. He's just got to sit there with that freaking, like uh, Jenna calls him later, the little little Dutch boy. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it's it's a bad day for Juice to just be like hanging out. Imagine if he has to pee. Um, oh God. We have our uh, we have our, our our Irish guy, probably the only guy having a worse day than Juice. He's almost dead, right? Like he's about yeah, to die on this table. Yeah. If if he bleeds out anymore, he's he's gone. He's done, and he's pretty much incoherent, except for when he needs to push the plot forward, and has a yeah. speci- he has a specific deadline for a specific target for a specific hit that they were supposed to do. He all those details are just perfectly. Yeah. Oh fine hey, hey, he's awesome. By the way, you guys got to go kill this guy because obviously I can't. I got a finger in my ass. Yeah, um, please. Otherwise, you guys ain't gonna get your guns. I don't know where so, I am. I don't know what happened. I don't know that I'm even going to live another five minutes. But this right, this hit is very, very oh, yeah, fresh in let, my mind. Yeah, hold on. By the way, I forgot. Let me write <laughs> it down me... for you. Hang on. Here's <laughs> all the details. Brennan Hefner. He's a port authority. He does this. Spelled oh, H-E-F. Oh, it's... <laughs> I... Yeah. I love this show. But occasionally, the uh, the plot convenience is palpable. Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah. <laughs> now we've got yep. Jax and Opie. They're heading off to find Tara because Jax wants people to leave Tara alone. Alone. So now we Mom. have to go get her and bring her here. Now we gotta bring her back her. to this. Leave her alone, but now shit. All right. We could have just brought her from the beginning. <laughs> I mean, no. why not? But. This is something I wish we got more of, though. This, like, Jackson Opie time. We I, see a little bit. We get a little yeah. bit of it. But here's my here's my issue that I have with this relationship throughout the series. Because I feel like, and I'm paying a lot more attention to it on this rewatch. So maybe right. I'm going to continue to be surprised. But in mm-hmm. my recollection of watching this series several times. Let's just call right. it several. 
the Jax and Opie relationship, I feel, is a lot more told to us than shown to us throughout the series. I get is it. it. Just yeah, I, I, no, I, I totally understand what you're saying because it all, a lot of it is exposition from other people. Being yeah. like, they grew up as best friends or like through photographs or, you know, just small talk here and there. Like, oh, your dad, because Piney and JT knew each other. And yeah, yeah or it's... I, I agree because you get this little talk with Jack's trying to like, be like, hey, you can't be half in, half out. But at the same time, this might be a little too heavy for you. And it's yeah. a good little dynamic. But yeah, you're right. We really don't get a lot of that. No, there's not a lot of like... There's not a lot of the just connection between these two characters. So uh -huh. when when the heavy ones come, I feel like they don't hit as hard as they should because it's mostly been just Jax telling us, Opie's my best pal. Opie's yeah, he's my, my best, best pal. We don't uh, really I hang do. out, but yeah. <laughs> he's my best oh, I bought pal. A, I bought a crib off of him one time. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, don't know. The, I let it, I let him beat the shit out of some dumbass who got him arrested. But you know, other than yeah. that, no, we don't kick it. There's almost more chippiness between the two of them. They they have more like old married couple spats throughout the series than I feel like they have like oh, true man. bro moments. I guess I agree. Like uh, for these two people, yeah, you're right. For two people who are supposed to be like this fucking best friends for life dude they yeah there should be both until, yeah there should they, be there but should they, be more of both yeah they really should there's too much of them focusing on their split yeah as opposed to them reconvening and yeah and speaking oh, yeah. of splits here comes donna oh I love donna apparently obi's missing his shift at the wood chucking place or something i'm assuming yeah i'm assuming he's a logger yeah i just that I do, one I, scene in the first episode that's the only thing i could gather is like he's the a only logger. time he's there right. so yeah I, I wrote here i was like poor donna because i mean you can put try to put yourself in her position as just like this single mother whose husband just got back out of jail and he's trying to like go back to the element that put in there and she's just like motherfucker we got bills to pay you need to be going to your job like i get it but at the same time it's like oh god donna he's all uh, in donna yeah it's donna. the part that i didn't love is that this felt like a regression for these characters like right so much it did for because Donna having this like understanding of Opie and his connection with the conversation she and Jax had and that like nice moment with the fireworks a few episodes yeah, ago. Like exactly we yeah. were headed towards a a little bit of a like at least a a flow towards we're getting our stuff back yeah. together. Now she's apparently the firework. Uh yeah, we're starting to mend our fences and make everything work. Yeah, and she's just forgotten that it's, those scenes yeah, happened. I agree. Yes. Yeah, all of a sudden, oh, you're going to lose your job? What, you haven't been going to work? Get your fucking ass to work, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> right. And this is this is a another moment where I don't I don't love Opie in this exchange and in this period for his uh -huh. character 
because I feel like the motivations are all off. Um, he says stuff. Right. Again, it's, it's another one of those characters saying things, but then actions showing something else. He says things it's- like how much he owes Donna and how he, he promised Donna that he was going to, you know, he was going to earn right. straight and he was going to, you know, be there for his family and all of this stuff. But now right. he wants to jump all into the club to fix their money issues where she's clearly telling him money's not the problem. Like they, they are obviously having money problems, but her problem right. is the club life. Yeah. She yeah, would be broke with this doing- dude. <laughs> Yeah, like I got no problem being broke with you as long as you, you know, go to work. You ain't out there, fucking yeah, go to work. You ain't gonna get five more fucking years and leave me with these kids for five more years by myself. So, like I said, I, I get her position, and I, I it's like you, it and I just, don't get his. That's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't get, get his. I don't either because he's trying. Like, why do you want to be back in the club so badly when you literally just spent five years? in prison for them and what did they do for you see in that that's the thing like if if this was written as he just can't get away from the club like it's a part of him he's a you know legacy and he just can't be without that brotherhood that piece of his life like it's missing and he's just pissing away his marriage for the club because of the club like the club has like his connection, it means more to him than his family does. If you want to paint right. him in that light, I can at least follow the character motivation that gets him where he is. But they've it they've spun it to where he's doing it for money. Like that's yeah, your motivation. It doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, he no, yeah, he, he wants the money so he can help his family. Yeah, but that's literally your only motivation. You don't want to hang out with your buddies. You don't, you know, it's not about the brotherhood. It's just another fucking job for you. Yeah, Why not it, go get a normal nine to five like you had where you're not going to get fucking killed or possibly put in prison for the rest of your life and just fucking deal with it. Like everybody else does. Yeah. But it's, it's a weird, it's just a weird, I feel like this, this scene pretty much on its own within mm-hmm. this episode it's just a weird character arc dynamic for both he and Donna that just didn't feel like it Agreed. fit for me. Yeah, it's it feels like it should have been a scene that her her and him arguing over that should have been like an episode or two ago. Yeah, so right. several episodes ago, like you said, or it's a rehash yeah. or and and again, I feel like it's the wrong motivation for what his character really is feeling. In my for sure. Like the way that I interpret Opie is not the club is my financial backing. It's I literally can't leave this club. Like this club is my blood and I can't get out because he ends up going through all kinds of shit for this club that should have like turned him off and he can't stay away. Oh, yeah. Plant that here. Not it's money problems and it's going to solve his. Yeah. Well, half our half our fights are about money. If I can just get in with the club and make more money, then she'll shut up. And it's like, I don't. It's like okay, know well, that that's sh- the case. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she'll probably shut up about the money, but at the same time, you're gonna just add more shit on top of the other half of the shit that you have already yeah. that you thought about. You might be able to afford the child support and alimony when she leaves you. All right, so right. now we got Clay and Unser, and they're at the police yep. station, 
and Clay's like explaining the whole Mayan situation. And this is enjoyable because Unser's just unraveling. Clay lights up a cigar. <laughs> Unser lights up a joint. He lights up a joint. Just right. straight, and Clay looks at him. He goes, "It's for my cancer." Yeah. I got a card. Like he, like I got a card. Like do you want me to show it to you? Like I'm, a, I'm the chief of police. Fuck off. You're a fucking outlaw. What do you care that I'm smoking a joint? Right. It's like the roles like, are yeah, reversed. It yeah. Is genius. Exactly. Genius. It's so good. And that's what's funny, because the same writers. I feel like screwed up the Opie and Donna stuff just one scene ago and absolutely nailed this one <laughs> scene later. <laughs> yeah, you're very right. I He's, like the lion uh, when you start because they're talking, yeah. like you said, about the lion thing and how bodies are dropping and charming now and like you need to figure out what the hell's going on and all of a sudden here come the rest of the charters down Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> and I was yeah. just like, did you not listen to a fucking thing that said fucking the fucking thing I said? He goes, just it's just a family reunion. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you. I got it. Yeah. I understood. I it. As if yeah. as if Clay was just like telepathically calling these bikes to him as uh as Unser is going through his diatribe. Right. Like, yeah, yeah I didn't right. Like, make oh, this call six okay. hours ago. <laughs> No, not at all. You wouldn't think I would do that. And then, like again, the the line uh, right before I think right before the end of the scene, he goes, "If you don't, you know, come to this decision, you're gonna have twelve charters sitting around a table plotting to kill. Yeah. So you better figure it out. Like, <laughs> put it at the top of that old cop to do list. Yes. There he goes. Like so, oh, I thought I was. I thought I wasn't an old cop or an old friend. He's like, I thought you were an old friend. He goes, No, I'm an old cop. Remember? <laughs> yeah. And I, and that's and what I he like tells this too. Yeah. yeah, I like this with Clay. I get, I've given Clay a lot of shit on this podcast for his decisions yeah. that he's made at the head of the table so far um, because I think right. so many of them are really dumb. But Very with, dumb, yeah. With this one, this is the first glimpse, in my opinion, that we actually get Clay thinking like a chess player, essentially. Like right. smart three or four moves ahead and like being like, you know what, if we do this, this could lead to this, this, and this, and here we are. Yeah. Yeah. And avoiding probably... a war, getting answers mm -hmm. that he wants to get and a resolution of his club not being targets of like a bullseye, but he gets to keep his yeah. like authority in the room and his big dick energy that is so important to him right, in the right. conversation it's, that he has. Fact. Yeah, how I, many punches I, you got left in that hand? <laughs> yeah. Bam! Stupid question. I like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, that's right. Stupid question. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, then uh, he gets. That's when he tells Unser. He goes, "All right, well, call Marcus Alvarez. Yeah, bring me Alvarez. Have your sheriffs pick him up. Bring him in. And this is probably, like you said, one of the smartest uh, decisions. And uh, that he's made at the head of this table being like you know what yeah. we need to bring this together we need to actually talk instead of just react and shoot and kill and retaliate and make it work and he does it also is... goes against what he has been saying up to this point like he and tiggy have been in there like no blood needs to oh, spill blood, because blood. we need to kill yeah. now like so, so much moment. use of blood so much use of blood oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, there will be blood. Basically. This is only like, about blood, right? 
I don't care who we gotta grease or kill. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's like um, a callback to like episode one or two. So before we get to how many bunches does that hand have, Jax has oh, to go to the yeah, hospital and have his like super dramatic, very right. dynamic scene with Tara. Yeah. Like it it because when you first see Jax, you got him they got you kind of painted him as like this young upper cover badass with like no emotion i mean he goes in and beats the fuck out of the one dude in the bar in like the first like episode and then like just everything else throughout and then this is where we see oh shit homeboy's actually got he's a human yeah you know what i mean like he's not just this cold-blooded fucking killer well and there's something to the stuff that tig has been saying right Mm -hmm. like he's not the killer that Tig is. He's not done this executional style murder before. And so this is right. this is kind of that and and to this point he's also offered nonviolent solutions in lieu yeah. of very Tig true. always voting for mayhem. Kill yeah, just kill or everyone. Or he'll walk down the street and cut his fucking head off. Yeah. Yes. absolutely so you get a little bit of that and i think it's fitting too that he does it in the name of tara right yeah like yeah absolutely if you're gonna kill for anybody why not for the one you love yeah and as react yeah and he doesn't fuck around either like when it happens that's one of my favorite things about the previous episode that previous episode is a complete mess Honestly, yeah, from like start to finish. But I love the right. fact that he doesn't play with his food. He literally just walks up, boom, and done. Yeah, that whole story arc is done. Yeah, the, yeah. The moment he's like, "Once a biker's blood, always a boom." I was like, "Oh my god, holy shit!" I remember yeah. the first time I saw that, and I was just, I thought oh. the first time I saw that, I thought they were gonna mess around. He was gonna get away, like it was gonna be some silly, yeah, you know, some BS because they had. <laughs> you know a bunch more episodes left so i'm like oh this yeah. guy's clearly like the pro the antagonist of the show which no he's not just a, <laughs> one of the tiny ones nope he's not <laughs> um but then the way that tara flips too tara flips very very quickly in this scene where she's very in her own head she's in this like self wallow and she's fully expecting jacks to be unaffected by this she's like is right. this how you do this like is this how you and he's like yeah, it's like, what's your no role? Yeah, yeah he, he's, he's like, like when I've... he admits to her that I have no, like, he has no clue, she immediately, like, flips. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. How can I help goes, you? Oh, kind of shit. You know, right. what I mean? because I think in that moment, she just realized he oh, just, fuck. like, straight up executed a federal agent for me. There's yeah. something going on well, in he... his head, too, that's, like, way oh, more yeah. twisted than what's going on in yeah, well, he... Like he tell he tells her, I, I wrote the line down. He goes, "I've never killed anyone like this before, Tara." Yeah. And right before that's when she gets the realization. He, he's like, I, "You know, I've never killed a fucking federal agent out of just <laughs> moment and yeah. had to go fucking deal with it." You know, like he's popped some people, obviously, but you, I would imagine, in self defense, whatever. But this well, was just straight up. Well, not a distance, and it and it harkens back to the pilot too, right? Because he's got the chance right. to kill that dude like point blank, yeah. and the guy like right. dies before he, he dies of his wounds like, already. It's yeah. done. Yeah. It's done. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's a cool little harkening back. Um, also, for sure. 
Also, the previous night, she couldn't take anything from the hospital because of the inventory, but now Jax needs her, so she's going to borrow some things, uh, I guess. After, yeah, she says all right. I she totally changes up. <laughs> yeah, like after what they've gone through now, stealing some Band-Aids doesn't seem so bad. She's a rebel or something. Yeah, I was like, I've, I've, I've killed someone. I might as well steal something. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought that okay. was pretty funny, too. Here's my little doctor's bag, but oh, wait, we're going to need a lot more shit. Okay, I'll go to the hospital and take some stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so how many punches are left in that hand? Um, there we that's go. pretty much the whole scene. Stupid question. There's not yeah. really anything it else. Ba- it basically, yeah, it plays just basically goes up there and tells him, like, dude, what the fuck are we doing? Like, you... This wasn't smart for I know you. So what, what this you, wasn't what smart you for you at all. Why why are you working with the Mayans? Why blah 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 this? And yeah, he pops off to him, Clay hits him. <laughs> like that line says, how many punches you got left? It's his ass one more time. And I like Stupid that question. because you see and they've shown it before how yeah. vulnerable Yeah, a stupid question and how vulnerable Clay's like actually, I I noted I was looking at his hands in that scene when yeah. I watched it last night again. I'm like, damn, they. I don't know if Ron Perlman's just got some meaty fucking suit bones, but it does look like his hands are fucked, man. <laughs> like, holy shit. That's a storyline too that I do feel like did not really pay off. No, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I agree because you know? they talked about it how it was gonna be like his downfall of the gavel because of his hands and then they just kind of yeah, <laughs> yeah it, and they keep it right like they don't granted i think it comes and goes in spurts when the writing needs it or when they yeah. remember oh yeah we're supposed to give this guy our oh writing. yeah he's he needs a shot that's right yeah Let's put it they, in whatever yeah they throw it in but it doesn't really it doesn't have the payoff that you anticipate the whole time. And maybe that was the purpose. Like maybe they were just like, yeah, this is, this is what you're going to anticipate, but no, he's something else is going to go way, way wrong. Otherwise way wrong. Yep. Yeah. So now we got Jack playing bring Um, a doctor to work day. So that's fun. (laughs) We get Tara in her element. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. She gets in there. She, uh, she tells Juice, okay, so what you're going to do, she hands Gemma some gauze and some gloves and shit, and Gemma's like, me? I'm like, yeah, bitch, you're fucking helping. You drag me here, you're helping. This <laughs> kind of thing. So he's like, all right, Juice, you're going to pull your finger out, and you're going to shove that gauze right in there. And again, we get another one of those nice squeamish yeah. squirts of blood. As soon as Juice pulls it out and Gemma shoves the gauze in there, <laughs> she that's when she comes up and she calls him little Dutch boy. <laughs> Juicy. <laughs> in the, in the, you sure you know? You're, like Gemma still finds a way to be confrontational. You sure you know what we do? Oh yeah. I guess we'll find out. I guess After we'll find I out. Right. Job. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, the um, line I really liked in here that I had forgotten about was, um, "Are you Irish, Doc? Half. Okay, half. half. That's a doctor. <laughs> I'm not sure. Hopefully." <laughs> Hopefully the house is a doctor. Yeah, fucking Cameron. Yeah, you should look into that. That'd be yeah, good to know. Yeah, that's what. That's yeah. She goes, I've never looked into it. She's like, well, you should do. It's good to know. <laughs> this is this is the conversation he's actually capable of having when he's not thinking about a specific hit. Yeah, yeah, right. 
I like uh, it. Kind of harkens back to when he first got shot when we're in the uh, well, I think his last episode when we're in the ambulance and he's talking mm-hmm. to Chibs. He's like, "You've done this before, Scotsman." And he goes, "Yeah, I was a medic in your Her Majesty's Royal Navy for what? At least that's like two months. Yeah, like two months or six months." He goes, "Yeah, six months." Tell us, court martial. Yeah, fuck. I got thirty seconds in, so I'm really, really good at this. Yeah, right. So now we got Alvarez. So he's in jail. Yep. He brings him in. MC Summit. Plays. I like that line. Yeah. He's like, he's like, like what? He's like, I'm gonna make you suck my dick or like shiv you? Really? Yeah. You think that's why I brought you here? Yeah. It's a little, <laughs> little on the nose. Like, All right, well then tell me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. A little on the nose. A little low hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And this is where he offers uh, Alvarez the deal. He tells him, look, dude, we've had our beefs. Shit's getting too nuts. If I offer to sell you guns, can we freaking settle this and, you know, go our ways without more bloodshed? Yeah. And Alvarez pretty much looks at him. He goes, so you're just going to do all this for nothing? No. <laughs> Clay's like, no, no. You tried to no. fucking end me. We're yeah. settling yeah. that debt. Yeah. And Alvarez finally, you know, okay, I think we can make that work. And you don't know what he's talking about at first. But no, but we're gonna find out. Jesus. Yeah. That's yeah. I have so oh. many things to say. Uh, oh, I know. About that uh yeah. when we get there. Same. Me, me too. These jail scenes are they're well done, but they're really streamlined. Like, there's not really much to these, like, Clay conversations. I feel like in no. future seasons, if this is under Jax's leadership, like, they become a much more drawn out and, like, dramatic conversation. And it's, like, very intricate and it makes him look real very, smart and stuff. Yeah, that's true. These, these, these jail scenes are kind of just broody a little bit. Like, we get the yeah. point, but it's just to get us to the next scene. Yeah, uh, exactly. I guess they didn't want to make Clay look too smart. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's an outlaw. He's not that smart. Right. Uh, so eventually we do get to the Irishman's getting transferred and Clay uh, has to sit down with all of the charters that he's already called in for a big ass yeah. meeting about how we're going to war. And he has to tell them all we're not we're going not. to war. <laughs> I sat yeah. before that. I like the line. Um, when they're wheeling Cameron out and Jack's talking to him, he's like, hey, attack, talking to Tara and he goes, hey, is he going to be all right? How's the bleeding? Did you stop it? And she goes, oh, yeah. And then he looks over at his mom and he goes, what about her? And she goes, I can't stop that bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, so, yeah, we're at the the big, big meeting with all the other sons, Hap's there and all the other, like Tacoma, Utah, California. I saw a bunch of different cuts. I was looking through when I was rewatching mm. as they were coming in. And uh, yeah, but you're right. He basically tells him, he's like, hey, look, I sat down with Alvarez. And everybody's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You did what? You did the, and then he tells him, yeah, I, I agree to sell them guns. We're going to have peace. It's going to be good. And Piney's like, you did this all without a vote? Yeah. He's like, like I Piney set it up. Seemed, yeah, he, oh. I set it up. We'll vote it now. Right? Yeah, Piney has that like Piney he has that air about his character of the old man that doesn't give a shit anymore. He knows his right. place in the club, but he also can't sit back and let tradition die. 
Yeah, I think there's a line of his later on in one of the other seasons where he goes, I literally just ride enough to keep my patch. Yeah. Like, that's as much as I care about this anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, he definitely uh, was not happy with that decision that Clay made, even though, like we just discussed earlier, it was probably one of Clay's smarter decisions. Yeah, yeah, because and I think he'd agree if you asked him, he would agree with the direction. He doesn't like the way that it came to be because it goes against what they built and that's where the the first nine part comes into play in this like Mm -hmm. butting heads between he and clay it's it's a really interesting dynamic because piney was supposed to be like best friends with jt yeah right yeah him and jt are the ones who created sam crow and they were the first two of the first nine it's something i want to pay closer attention to because we don't get that much with piney right and a lot of it is very it's he he's a he doesn't have a middle ground as a character in a role in this show it's either a scene that has like no weight to it at all he's doing nothing or like it's a huge freaking deal and he's very boisterous yeah. and involved there's not a lot of just like there's no image just really part of this. yeah yeah right that's a good point <laughs> Anyway, uh, we we do need a hitman for a particular job. Introduce Happy to the chat, yep. and the and vote he goes, passes. Yep, vote passes. Happy, uh, Clay asks, Hap, can you do this? He goes, I'll do this for you. It'll mm-hmm. be perfect. And that gravelly God, David LaBrava voice. I fucking love Happy. He's so cool. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm a fan. Here's a question, because mm-hmm. now we're at a party, right? Right. And we're planning another hit. This is the hit that's like the request from the Irishman. Yeah. The club has a hitman in it. They just put on their uh, retaliation hit. Right. We didn't think to maybe involve him in this contract hit that they just right. took on. Like, we have a professional hitter, and we learned that in the Mayans. He, that's literally what he that's does. What- that's what he was. He was a nomad. That's why he was nomad. So we could run around and freaking just be a hitman for, and even just, that's just happy. Even outside the club, he'll take hits as we learn in Mayans. Yeah. Or anybody if they give him money. So. And we didn't. Yeah. But no, we didn't think about that. No, we're not then, doing that. And then not to mention the funny thing I thought also at the party scene when, uh, they were just talking about that hit with all the other clubs in, in chapel. And now they're sitting around a table at a party talking club business. Yeah. Granted, they don't vote on anything or nothing like that, but it's like, could, shouldn't you have just brought that up? So everybody's up to speed. Yeah. It was almost like we didn't want this to go too long. Like yeah. in one setting, we're going to go For sure. to another setting from here. And, and then, Oh, since yeah, let's throw a party scene up here and then they're, they're just going to talk about it there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, as I say, I didn't think about that until you brought that up about the happy thing. Being like, yeah, he's their fucking hitman, basically. Why have Jackson, Opie, and Bobby go do this shit? Yeah. Oh, because you want Opie to prove he's Sam Crow and plot convenience. And... Sure, yeah, we have to have that because <laughs> we also have to have certain events transpire later that we're not going to spoil just yet because um, right. actually – I'm just going to make the shout out cousin Amy. That's, that's for you. We're going to not spoil that one. Cause that one's, that one's big. 
Um, She's the one who does the uh, the recap yes. posts on the Facebook page. Yes. I love reading those. Those shit's funny. She, Shout she's out amazing. to you, Amy. Yes, cousin Amy is awesome. She also did the artwork for the podcast, and she's going Super to cool. come on uh, for one of these episodes. Nice. I don't know how I'm going to write that outline without any spoilers in it, but damn it, I'm going <laughs> to figure it out. Right? Yeah, that'll be a that'll be an interesting one. Uh, all right. So, so now we have to get a the second most awkward bedroom scene in as many episodes. Um, only slightly less awkward than doing it right next to the dead federal agent, because this one's got a lot of cuddling and a lot of pillow yeah, talk. Right. And then we this finally the one, get yeah. to the yeah. Then we finally get yeah. to the reason that they got Charlie Hunnam shirtless, and there off we go. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Got to have. Got to have Charlie. Pretty soon, it's it's not just going to be shirtless. <laughs> later right. on down the line right he's gonna love it, you know what i mean right um, there's gonna yeah, be a they lot had... of ass shots <laughs> oh so many ass shots holy shit well they had That's, to give him I mean, a reason to get the tattoo that they, yeah. tattoos take a long time he's got that tattoo on the back we gotta show it yeah jack's needs a shower scene write it in there yep yep <laughs> yeah that one um, so yeah and ope is the one at or no, we're after, past that, where he was the one trying to push that he wanted to be. Oh yeah, the one, the, yeah, yeah, to kill him. yeah. We didn't really talk about when we sh when it should have been happy. Opie is trying to yeah. like, prove himself and Joe. It's like this is this is forced in my opinion. Cause, yeah, because the the thing is, the guy who went to prison and just got out for five years right. wow. is not the guy that you send on like the first quote unquote contract hit that the club does because the club doesn't do contract killing. That's not no, Clay, one of their yeah, gigs. Clay even, yeah, Clay even says it. Contract, you know, hit work. That's that's dirty fucking money. But. Yeah, this was your blow shit up guy, not your like yeah. silent killer guy. Like, so it never made sense for him to do it anyways. It's it's all right. about this. Like, he's gonna prove it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Whatever. Yeah, that's why I didn't spend a lot of time on it because it's I I just no, no, don't think fair. it fits that well. Um, yeah, plus no, I agree. Plus, that's not the end of the episode. Doesn't it seem like that should be where the episode ends? You would think so, right? This thing but seems no. like it takes so long. Yeah, but no, because then we go on to... We've got the hit squad, oh, and Opie's super nervous. And this is yeah. this yeah. is really yeah, good acting. Yeah, th right. this is really good acting with um with Ryan Hurst as Opie, because er, like earlier when I was talking about characters telling us things instead of showing us things, yeah. he's nervous as all hell, but he's showing it. Not face acting facial you. acting not like and the pacing back and forth yeah him being and like and then his conversation with jacks right before and then mm -hmm. even right at right before the hit when bobby comes up and it's like no clay wants him to do this yeah. this is about yeah. him being back in and it'll be or jack's like all right whatever fucking watch his back and then even when they get up there and the dude comes out the door and Opie mm -hmm. fucking hesitates. You can even see it in his face where he's kind of like, uh, and then Bobby walks up, pop, pop, pop. Yeah. And even yeah. then, like, uh, yes, like phenomenal yeah. fucking acting. Like they talked about that. I don't know if you ever, have you seen the uh, Reaper reviews? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I yes. to Reaper, Reaper yeah. With yeah. The, with Theo and Kim, they talk mm -hmm. about that. Like you are a good actor if you don't even have to speak something. Yeah. And you can promote it and people know like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's not really feeling what 
he's supposed to be doing right now. Yeah. So, it's yeah. actually their fault. Shout out to Ryan. <laughs> yeah. It's actually yeah. their fault that this uh, podcast didn't start sooner on this series. Cause when I started this, they were in the middle of that rewatch and I'm like, who the hell is turning mine on? Yeah. The entire <laughs> fan base of sons of anarchy is halfway through a rewatch right now. So <laughs> like, was I. I was on it with them. Like I, yeah, you're not getting somebody to start back at the beginning and listen to you talk. We're going to, we're going to hold off yeah. on sons. Uh, yeah. That's, right. That's how Harry Potter became the first binge uh, to get started. Well, there you go. So between, yeah. So between Opie dropping the ball on the hit and his emotional like talk with Jax where, where we start to get that little rumor mill of like Jax needs to prove himself, even though he's the VP of the club, like that. Right. And like that what feels, does he really have to prove? Yeah. What's he got to prove? And, and where are these conversations taking place? Like, is this all Tig like whispering? Is that what this is? Because it seems like odd. a lot of it. Yeah, it seems like a lot of. I mean, even later on, you know, with what happens at the yeah. end of the season, Tig and Clay are like, they've got their own little side hustle. Fucking yeah, but why would all always... be catching wind uh, yeah. of anyone of anyone in the club? That's true. I would see Bobby. Here, overhearing yeah. something, Bobby. Yeah, I don't see. Yeah, I don't think they would. You're right. I don't think Opie would be anywhere near any no. one of those sidebar conversations. No, because oh. if if he's as close to boys with Jax as he's supposed to be, they'd be shutting their mouth about Jax around Opie. That's very true. That's a fucking good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, they wouldn't be bringing all that shit up. No, if they no. were trying to do. Anyway, between the two, we've got Tara's walk of shame and a really cringy conversation with Gemma and I can't oh, yeah. Gemma is she's she's so I wrote here I think this is it yeah Gemma's nose is in way too many businesses yeah like, and I understand fucking... it's her character I understand she's supposed to be the mother hen to all these people and to the club and all of this and she's you know her her baby boy Jax and all of that crap but she's she's annoying Oh, dude, <laughs> that's yeah. really all I, I can. I, I, mean. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really notice too much when uh, my first watch through, but on subsequent re rewatches and shit, and especially rewatching this episode last night. Yeah, I was like, "Holy shit, dude! She just needs to back the fuck off! Like, you are not a patched member. Go away." Yeah, she's she's, and I've said this on the podcast before she she's what breaks the perceived realism of the show within the club culture and she's also yeah. like she is what i guess kids might call like overpowered like op or whatever oh, in, in like video games or in stuff For like that sure. like, she is the OP Bad plot armor. This. yeah yeah she just yeah. she knows everything she discerns everything from a glance she's just she always has her finger and stuff. She's always, she's never made to look bad. And I think part of that is being married to the showrunner um, and having the and character that, that written might, yeah. for you. Um, right. That's a good point. That might be a, there yeah. might be a little bit of, uh, what's yeah. up? Uh, and also why it takes uh, so not, long uh, to get the satisfaction. Yeah. Very, oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so now Alvarez is in the park with his kid and mm -hmm. they're talking. And this is what this and this is all happening as what you 
talked about with uh with Opie botching the hit like these these cuts right. are happening. Yeah, it's the yeah, it's like the last go. like scene montage, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Opie botching the hit and then like then it cuts to Alvarez talking to the side. Let's, Let's go, go get, get a, churro. a churro. I have that written down. I'm like Alvarez giving up his own son. Let's go get a churro like oh. Yeah. And this is he's he gives him his hug goodbye and happy yep. happy Good lord, just murder oh, chops him in the back of the knife, head. Him right in the back of the neck, dude. Like, right yeah. in the spine. There's no ways. To... Oh man, that last, like, it, that scene right there when he, he's hugging a side, he says, I love you, Miho. And then, right as he says it, that's what happens. He turns around and stabs him. Yeah, and, he's uh, also Alvarez. lying. Yeah, yeah clearly, he does not love you. <laughs> no, you, there's no way he loves you if he's gonna give up his firstborn son to fucking appease some other club. And it um, was his idea. That's the part that I have the biggest problem. Yes, I agree. The fact that, that it was Marcus Alvarez's idea, and I, I don't know if how far you've gotten in Mayans, but it comes up at one point. Yeah, this is this is uh, actually I had a hard time with him in Mayans, um, and right. even later in SOA because they start to paint him as a family man. Yeah, and he's I'm got like, that, yeah, he's dude. got that uh, the younger kid son, and he's trying to like you know be with this yeah exactly like you just and like i said it does it comes up in minds at one point where like his wife brings up a sigh and i'm like oh shit that that's that's dude <laughs> like yeah. Holy shit. yeah um it just it it makes me struggle with his character it's part of one of the many problems yeah. that i have with minds as a show um yeah uh, for sure i will those will come up well, you, at some point in time but yeah right it's the fact that he got to this he didn't have to be talked into this. This wasn't laid up to him. No, it wasn't. No, like Clay you said. didn't say, you bring me that shooter or whatever for a parent to look at it. And, you know, the cliche no. is always, you know, I would take a bullet for my kid. He's literally like taking his Seth. kid, putting him in front of not a bullet, but a blade. And yeah. here you go, sacrificial right. lamb. Boom. This will keep the peace. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is important. And, and then this, the the scene right right there where he drops him and then he looks up at happy and he fucking hands him the money <laughs> like dude and, and you and paid you dude uh, to kill him like oh i know happy's a hit man he doesn't do shit for free but he's also part of the club i imagine that was a club hit damn alvarez it's tough it's tough and it, i it, can like never respect his character again after that yeah, no, I I can totally. I've always that's always been in the back of my mind. Even when I'm like, oh, cool, Alvarez, and I'm like, yeah, but he also it's it's tough because kid. it's like you clearly didn't have a plan for him yet, right? And so it's unfortunate that they didn't have the long term vision of where Alvarez was going because this obviously would not be a decision that the character made. No, especially yeah. later seasons, Mayans, yeah. Alvarez. No, that's not what Alvarez is going to do. Fuck no. No, no he's, um, he's all about family. Uh, yeah, he, exactly. He At least that's how they, they ride him now. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. He wouldn't shut down his cousin's charter because it's his cousin. Whatever, it doesn't matter. That's all my <laughs> Yeah, um, exactly. Got, now we're really in montage time, right? We've got Tara and Gemma yeah. at the hospital. We've got Hit Squad uh, coming back and Jack's burning a body. Which... Here's a question for you there. I was thinking about this last night. Way. Who's he torching? Is it oh. Cone's body? Is it Hefner? Or is it Asai? 
No, I think it's Hefner. You think it's Hefner? Because he was, was actually to... on that hit. I think that, that he... That makes sense. But what doesn't that... make sense is Hefner dropped, and they didn't pick him up. So maybe I'm yes, wrong. Yes, but also, I noticed, I looked at the body. Yeah? It's not a big dude. You know what? It doesn't look like Hefner, and he's wearing jeans. You know what? I didn't piece it all together until you just said it out loud but he might have gone back and burnt cone to that's make what I was, sure that's what i was thinking yeah. that's the only thing i could think because i was like he wasn't involved in a size hit he was involved no. in the hefner hit but that dude is definitely not fucking fat boy hefner yeah and they so, didn't bring him which again doesn't everything about yeah, that hit the, was just the body and all of it it yeah. was all just and prepared and the to the little girl just peeking out the window. Like this was, Oh yeah. It was a plot hit. That's all it was. It was a plot. Yeah, hit, exactly. And it hit plot the plot. later on. And yep. Uh, Unser's getting high again. Happy's getting his smiley tattoo. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> girl with a whole bunch sitting, of them. He's got a bunch. That's, and, that's that, that right there shows. Oh, this guy does this shit a lot. Yeah. All right. He's got right. like fucking like 10 or 12 fucking happy faces on his fucking belly right there. Yeah. And we didn't think to include him in the other. Anyway, uh, Jax, <laughs> yeah, right. Jax decides to try to throw the book in, which again yep. doesn't make that motivation doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand I, with this. I don't either. How he got to, I'm just going to throw this in here. And then fucking to, done. Yeah. yeah and then and he then just he, tries to pull it out and catch his yeah. arm on fire like an idiot. Right. And then you go from that to the scene where Hale is handing off something to somebody in a car. Did you know, you notice that scene, right? It's it's part of the last little bit of montage. Is Hale a car pulls up, and I'm thinking my theory is that it's fucking uh, stall because it looks mm -hmm. like there's it looks like it like a federal car and it looks like there's possibly a female in the passenger side but he walks up he hands him an envelope and then he turns around and walks and he's kind of got this look on his face kind of like i can't believe i did this like i'm thinking he called stalk doesn't she show up next episode uh i want to say back up i don't yeah it's uh, at some it's point. the very next episode or not i'm gonna find out but when I, I turn it on um but right? she does come back <laughs> And we For still sure. haven't gotten to their little thing, which is really fun. Oh, yeah. So, yep. Yeah, I, I could see that being a setup. Uh, I actually didn't write that part down. Yeah, I know. I noticed that. That was the first time I've actually noticed that scene. And I was uh, like, wait, who the hell is he? And then I thought about it. And I was like, that's the only thing I could think of. Is it's got to be him contacting Stahl being like, look, Cone is gone or whatever. He took off. We need you guys in here because something. something. Maybe well, it was Cone's to do supposed with to be arrested. Cone was supposed to be yeah, facing set charges. Off. You're right. Yeah. It it's yeah. never explained how he got free and came back. Like that's just all again very much plot convenience. Yeah, what yeah, they that's a good point. Up. Like they just dropped him off and left outside of town limits and left or what? But Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, um Yeah, I was focused on Jax trying to burn the book. The only thing I could come up with is like if it was supposed to symbolize his like inner struggle. But it just some possibly it is a really weird scene because like you, you see that he's like being affected and like kind of absorbing this info he's getting from JT's manuscript. And then all of a sudden it's just like, man, you know what? Fuck this thing. This is just causing me shit. Wait, no, no, no. I'm no, sorry. I want it back. I, I get, fuck. It's all burnt. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 
ridiculous. Uh, but that's yeah. it. It's a it's a yeah. wild ride. We save one guy, kill two more. We got biker yeah. bosses making moves. We've got Opie all in for money, but but not money. And then we've got yeah. Jax on an emotional roller coaster. Tara doesn't know what the hell's going on, and Gemma is chaos. Did I miss anything? <laughs> no, I think he nailed it pretty much on the head. Okay. Gemma being chaos, absolutely. Okay. The, I jerk. heard a. Uh, I don't even remember who said it. It might have been on Reaper Reviews, but I heard this whatever thought. Jax is the sun. Gemma is the anarchy. I've heard something like that too, where the reason it's called Sons of Anarchy is because they are the sons of Gemma and Gemma's the anarchy. Yeah, I've totally yeah. heard that before too. She, and it's it's true. Gemma is chaos. Um, Absolutely. It, it's a fun episode. Is there anything that we missed or any thoughts that you have? Uh, I don't think so. And yeah, it really was a fun episode. I I was really glad to actually sit back and rewatch this one again. I haven't was, uh, watched it. I haven't watched the series in a while other than editing my uh, recut. Uh, so yeah, no, it was, it was, cool i was like oh okay this is that episode with yeah. alvarez and like oh yeah they just killed cone okay cool so yeah it was, it was cool to step back yeah. into it yeah it was and it's a better episode than the last than when they did kill cone. Or, that, oh yeah uh, or the not old bones the other one uh yeah the pool or whatever the pool um, episode eight yeah it's tough that one that one i felt like it was a mess but this one is very much less of a mess uh still couple questions but uh it was good right. i i like this one um yep. if you're still here that means that you're a serious fan of sons of anarchy and probably the podcast at this point uh so i want to remind you that back in the beginning of 2020 i started writing a fan fiction sequel that picks up the abel and thomas story i got 11 chapters into that and i have decided to share them with my patrons so Check out patreon.com slash belated binge. There's a link in the show notes if you want to hear those in audiobook style. Uh, as of recording this at this very moment, the first six chapters are available, and I will keep churning them out as quick as I can get them recorded and edited. I'm not holding them back. It's not like a weekly release. As soon as I get them done, they're on Patreon for the patrons. So nice. check that stuff out. Uh, before we go, let's rewrite sons of anarchy one small change to each episode at a time for this episode what if Jax doesn't ask tara to come help with the irishman oh yeah that's a, that's a really good oh god that's a good people well, can take that in a lot of different ways but you really give me yours yeah um well let's see uh Obviously, Tara being, you know, the surgeon and the medical professional, if she never came around and never helped, you only got Chibs, who's only six months of medic. <laughs> um, I don't see Cameron surviving. I see him dying and that not being very good at all for the club. Uh, because one, the Irish has already lost McKeevy, mm -hmm. their supplier for Sam Crow, and now their new supplier's dead. Mm -hmm. the ira is not going to be too happy with sam crow at that point no no i can't no, imagine I that they would there's also the um well you brought it up when we very very first started this 
podcast about uh, the ending of season two when you joined. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah. That doesn't yeah. happen oh, either. That's, I didn't even think about that. You're right. That that doesn't happen at all. And we probably, holy shit, you know There's where, just we, no season three of this series. I was going to say, we go probably, four. Yeah, we probably, yeah, we don't ever go to, God, it drops it to a six season series at that point. You just completely <laughs> skip Ireland completely. And then, yeah, damn. Uh-huh. They don't ever go to jail, which means they don't ever make the. <laughs> the cartel deal so many things. so many things don't happen if tara doesn't show up that's a thinker man that's a thinker yep so we'll be on social media at belated binge across tiktok instagram facebook i have x i don't really do anything with x i don't even know what to call x it's weird (laughs) calling x I just I still call it know. Twitter and I right. I just recently got rid of mine and was just like I don't again I don't do anything like you said either it's just whatever <laughs> Yeah it's it's tough so if you're following on X and you're wondering why the account is not super active come follow on like Instagram or something because that's at least got stuff going on or you can join the exclusive Facebook group for listeners of the podcast you can talk to both of us in that group we are we are there we are talking we're mm-hmm. chatting amongst like you know five or six of our closest podcast friends and our uh, dozen as as mankind would say our dozens and dozens of fans yeah Yeah. all the tens of people listening uh yeah exactly yeah and and let us know what you think of the outcome would be anything we missed all of that stuff and uh best ideas will make the podcast hell yeah plug everything thank you for doing this uh by the way on like yeah, such short uh, notice I thank you <laughs> there was yeah. it was nuts last night it was like 10 yeah. o'clock at night my time and i yeah. was just like hey what the hell let's just see and you're like yeah <laughs> let's go it's like well shit all right cool right yeah no i uh I appreciate it i'm sorry for anyone if i look haggard or sound haggard at all i've <laughs> been i've been up since 10 30 last night because i haven't gone to sleep since work because i've been <laughs> way to do this um but i said <laughs> now i feel bad no you're good man I've, I've been excited i've been drinking coffee fucking ready to rock so not, <laughs> not a problem um that being said yeah uh i'm mctuggy check out tuggy's top 10 podcast on youtube um there is a facebook page but i no longer have access to it because i got hacked out of my fucking original facebook <laughs> so i no That's longer have there is a page but I won't ever respond to it because I have no access to it. So check us out on uh, YouTube and uh, Spotify also. And uh, again, thanks, Zach. This was a lot of fun, dude. Yeah, man. We'll we'll get you back if uh, if you're willing. But you're absolutely sleep before it if you (laughs) if you need to sleep. I I think I will do that. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode, re binging Sons of Anarchy, give us a follow, leave a review, all that stuff. Subscribe on YouTube. BelatedBinge.com has all of the links to everything and the voicemail feature. If you want to yell at us for any of our takes, you can leave a voicemail there. Thank you for listening. And remember, life is short. Buy the motorcycle. And when you do, wear a helmet, dress for the slide, not the ride, and make sure you take Belated Binge along for the ride. That's right. The Belated Binge Podcast. Podcast.